astral projection. <laughs> Part two. Part two. Here baby. we are. Um, welcome back to Girls Gone Spooky. I'm Olivia. And I'm Amy. And um, yeah. Astro yeah, we're doing, part two. we're doing some more AP vibes. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, and before you start, yes, I we still need to do a session where we like try to meet mm-hmm. and coordinate that maybe during a nap time. Yes, but I did try it the other night. Okay, cool. And nothing really happened. But I feel like it's one of those things where, like, you really have to, like, train yourself over time. Because Mm -hmm. for me, I was trying the one where you, like, relax your whole body and then you, like, envision your head – you're coming out of your head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for me to envision coming out of my head. Like (laughs) – Yeah. I'm like, but I'm still in here. Right. Yeah. I kept mean, trying and I was like, this isn't working. So I yeah. ended up going to sleep. But yeah. I still think we should try. And maybe I should try a different technique because I just don't yeah. think that really worked. Yeah. I mean, that's such an abstract idea. It's so of, abstract. Yeah, because our we're and not was, supposed to leave our leave through well, our right. heads necessarily. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. It, Interesting. Yeah, and also I was trying to like envision seeing myself like mm-hmm. envision looking down at my body and it yeah. just I just couldn't so yeah. we're gonna try a different technique but I did try and failed but okay. I tried <laughs> well yeah I think it's a skill to be honed and worked on over yeah, time exactly so, yeah we should definitely try but I we'll see if we still want to after today. oh god yeah that's right <laughs> Um, oh my god okay yes today is all amy since i dominated last week so i will just be reacting (laughs) yes yeah although i don't it's not like scary because obviously people still do it but you'll yeah we'll just get to what it is i'm sure yeah okay yeah so um like we said this is a continuation of last week's episode and you can probably guess from what we were just talking about, but what astral projection is, is like an out-of-body experience, usually intentional, um, where you can- Usually. Pro- usually. Usually. <laughs> I'm not. Mean, yeah, sometimes not. And yeah, it's like your consciousness comes disconnected from your physical body, basically. And- Kind of like what you were just saying, I read a quote from somebody who did a lot of research on astral projection Mm -hmm. in the 70s, and he said that for him, the feeling was like lying on a sofa, getting up, and seeing your body is still there. Whoa. So that's how he described the sensation. So that's just a reminder of what it is. Um, And so... Yeah, last week also Olivia talked a little bit about how in the past, mostly in the Cold War era, the U.S. government Mm. was doing a lot of big projects and research um, surrounding astral projection and parapsychological research. Um, And mostly the U.S. government doing this research was in response to the fact that the Soviet Union was also doing it. And they had started sooner. So 
in true Cold War era fashion. Yeah. <laughs> we had to play the cat and mouse game, who can do this faster and more. The space so. race, but woo-woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> woo-woo space race. So, woo-woo. yeah, that's basically what happened. And then during this time, both governments were, it, I think it was kind of secret, kind of not, that we were doing this research. But anyway, that's just a little bit more background. Um, and so, yeah, not only were the governments doing this type of research, um, once it became sort of public knowledge, there were some private researchers who got in on the action, including Dr. Bernard, who I just mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and just real quick, the biggest like revelation of Dr. Bernard's research was that they were able to guide a study subject who was sleeping to identify a five-digit number that was written on a piece of paper and hidden on a high shelf in the room that she was sleeping in. And so she was... What? And she would wake up and be able to recount what the number was. And it was correct? (laughs) Yes. So that's what he discovered. (laughs) I don't know exactly the mechanics of it. um, But yeah. Okay, you can't see my face, but my jaw is on the floor. <laughs> yeah. That's that's proof. Like that's evidence. Like it's real. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I don't know if they were able to replicate it more than once or with a different person, but still the fact that it happened once is pretty compelling. <laughs> that's bonkers. Yeah. So um that was his research. And then Another person who he worked with, but they had separate teams, um, his name was Edward Pullman, and he worked from Dallas, Texas. And he was particularly concerned about this, like, maybe rumor, (laughs) maybe truth, that the Soviets were attempting to, like, cultivate an army of psychic spies (laughs) <laughs> who could oh, use okay. astral projection. Yeah, kind of, we were also talking about that last week to yeah. be able to sort of infiltrate like government yeah. buildings, meetings, documents, yeah. whatever. Um, so he was freaked out by that, I think rightfully so, if you believe yeah. that that's a possibility. Um, but he also felt like a sense of urgency because of this research that had been leaked from the Soviet Union as well that was done by a husband and wife Um Semyon and Valentina Kirlian. That's a pretty name. Who knows? Yeah, that is pretty. Valentina. Um, And so their research, it seemed to provide proof of us having an aura or like (gasps) an energetic astral body right (gasps) outside of our physical one. (laughs) That's so cool. I know. Very cool. And so... I don't know, again, the mechanics of that, but it was something to do with photography um, and frequencies and whatever, (laughs) but they were able to capture like bluish green auras around people in photos. And they also determined, and there was no detail in this article about how they did this, but they determined that what they were seeing in these photos that they called auras was Mm -hmm. not just light, it actually had a minute but detectable mass to it. So that's 
people were like, that's an astral body (laughs) because it has mass. So it's not just energy. It's like thermal, whatever. (gasps) (gasps) So I want my uncle to weigh in on this so bad. Like (laughs) he's such a skeptic about all of these things. Yeah. Let's call him. Oh my God. Seriously. On the spot <laughs> right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh my God. Yeah. So. It has mass. I really want to know how they determined that. I do too. And I should have looked that up for this, but I oh, honestly <laughs> might have been over my head anyway. Um, uh, well, yeah. I mean, I probably wouldn't understand it anyway. Yeah. Because they were describing the process of their photography stuff Mm -hmm. and it was like I don't it's just a bunch of words (laughs) so um but yeah that I think that scientist or whatever he is researcher he felt as though the Soviet Union was like 25 years ahead of us in this type of research so he was like freaked out about that and wanting to catch up um but anyway through his research um he had as part of his team a woman named beverly chalker and pullman would hypnotize chalker and send her on what they called astral flights so astral projections Mm -hmm. to specific destinations and sorry to interrupt but out of context this literally sounds like some weird sort of like torture (laughs) yeah i'm gonna hypnotize you Uh and send you to space (laughs) yeah it's like a movie villain like right yeah (laughs) i'm gonna steal the moon (laughs) (laughs) like mojo jojo from what was that kim possible Yeah, exactly. So funny. Yeah, or was that Powerpuff Girls? Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Or is it Powerpuff Girls? Oh my god, so (laughs) Mojo Jojo. Yeah, Mojo Jojo. Yeah, funny. Get that to my laboratory. Justice Lab. It totally. It does sound like that. I mean, you're like he had this assistant. He would hypnotize. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. This is some odd research being done. Yeah, it totally sounds like a movie villain (laughs) kind of thing to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it was harmless, thankfully, what they were doing. And on... It seems like. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Um, So on one flight, I guess, um, Beverly was hypnotized and he asked her to project from Dallas into an acquaintance of theirs, um, their home in New Jersey. So like across the country. Joycey. And Joycey. And Beverly, when she did that, she reached the home that she was supposed to go to. And she reported seeing the man, this acquaintance, asleep on his bed with the light on and with the book that he had been reading having fallen on the floor next to him Mm. and she described his pajamas and the decor of the room and the next morning (laughs) they called this acquaintance and he confirmed every detail he said that was the book i was reading those were the pajamas i was wearing all of that what are you wearing (laughs) exactly (laughs) wearing yeah but 
That is it so is kinkier and kinkier. I know. <laughs> exactly. This is all just their sexploits mm-hmm. over the astral plane. <laughs> Literally. But yeah, I mean that is kind of amazing. Creepy. But that's amazing. Like how Oh my god, I feel like my mind is like racing with like what that means. Like you it's like nightmare on elm street like if you get harmed in the dream you get harmed in real life like Mm -hmm. if your astral body i mean to me what that sounds like like that the aura is not just energy but it has mass Mm -hmm. that to me implies like it's maybe like your soul kind Mm -hmm. of and that if it can be removed from your body temporarily Mm-hmm. Then if it were harmed somehow, right? what would happen to you? Would you, like, be in a coma? Like, you'd be a vegetable? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep reading. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily going to answer the question, but maybe. So, um, yeah, as more and more of this research was becoming public, um, the interest to partake in this um, among average citizens continued to grow mm-hmm. and it wasn't always harmless so <laughs> this is an example from a story let's see it was on medium and the author is nick repatrizone repatrizone <laughs> probably italian <laughs> but <Repetrizone. laughs> just so over the top um <laughs> But, okay, so Nick, he wrote about the story of Robert, and here's another name that I have no idea how to pronounce, (laughs) Antoschik, A-N-T-O-S-Z-C-Z-Y-K. And, yeah, Antoschik. Antoschik. (laughs) Well, we'll call him Robert. Imagine, like, imagine marrying your first name basis. (laughs) Imagine marrying into that family. Yeah, no. You're like, oh, you want our kids to put that onto a Scantron someday? <laughs> We're shortening it. No. Or you're taking my name. <laughs> yeah, I would not be taking his name anyway, but mm-hmm. yeah. True. Yeah, respect. Yeah, I'm a Keith respect through me. and through. Keith you hear for me? Life. <laughs> Keith for you're, life. You hear me? <laughs> Keith for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, your name is just too good to change. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I like your name too. Obauer. Obau. Yeah. Bauhaus. Bauhaus. Um, okay, here we go. So Robert, um, he was, so this is the mid-1970s to paint a picture. He okay. was a weightlifter, martial artist, vegetarian, beekeeper. <laughs> so here's all his descriptions. What a weird array of identity. Right. <laughs> like identifiers. And, yeah. He was kind of all over the map and he eventually developed a passion for yoga as well. And not just the physical side of yoga, but the spiritual side, which also led him down the path of learning about astral projection. And yeah, given his wide array of interests, you can tell that he was like a searcher and when he started learning about astral projection, he just could not get enough. He couldn't stop. Yeah. So he 
wanted to know everything he could, and he decided to go to India and study with a master yogi there. And interestingly, that same yogi or yogis, I guess, um, they were also approached and studied by the KGB for their research (laughs) earlier on. So they're involved in this in many facets. The KGB Um, is terrifying. Yeah, they are. Like, who even knows what they're up to most of the time? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Also, speaking of KGB, sorry, Mm -hmm. I'm like really just a chaos (laughs) agent. Um, did you see that Putin like fell down the stairs or something and like soiled himself? Yeah, I saw that. All these rumors that he's like ill. Yeah, I did see something, but I didn't see that about soiling himself. Oh man, I think I think that was the I think that was the like article. Some someone internally in I guess what the Kremlin (laughs) shared Mm -hmm. that like leaked it. Wow. Um. So he may be sick, and apparently he's willing to have talks with Biden about Ukraine. Oh, well. Just like some shit's about to go down, I think. Yeah. Like, he, he knows he's fucked. Mm-hmm. Well, I suppose what's that's that good. Quote, yeah, what's that quote from um, the Italian job? If there's one thing I know, you don't fuck with Mother Nature, Mothers-in-Law, <laughs> and motherfucking Ukrainians. <laughs> I mean, those guys are just absolute gangsters. Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, you're trying to invade our country? No. The fuck you will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you yeah. person? We'll take it back. <laughs> yeah, they're strong people, that's for sure. So strong. It's, like, it's so yeah. incredible. And just living with that for how long now? It's, I mean... Mm. You know, when that oh, first yeah. started, it was all over the news, and now it's like yeah. it's still happening, but we're all able Every to not day, yeah. think about it as much yeah. anymore. I know. Wow. It's so wild. It's yeah. so wild. When I was in Morocco, I met a lot of Russians. There were a lot of Russians at the surf camp. And I mean, the men in particular of like draft age had to leave because they would mm. be drafted. Um, yeah. And there's all of this like misinformation. So like this one guy I met, Alex, who's like, lovely. Um, he was basically saying like, I mean, none of these young people support the war and mm. most of the, like the adults, I mean, he's an adult, but like <laughs> his, his mother, for example, like she doesn't want there to be a war either, but there's so much propaganda because there's no free press. Mm. So yeah. he has a, a male cousin, I think, who is like 25 or something he said. And he's like, I've been trying to convince him to leave and he just won't leave. And both his mm. mom and I guess his aunt or uncle, um, his parents are like, oh, well, the only people they send to the to the front lines are people with military experience. And Alex is like, you actually fucking believe that? Like, that is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just so not true. Like, yeah. and these kids are dying. Like, this isn't yeah. a game. No. But they don't care. And the oligarchs don't give a fuck about the people <laughs> whatsoever. Sure. Yeah, that's It's, it's just true. so, it was just so interesting and it kind of broke my heart because he mm-hmm. he grew up in st peter's uh was it moscow or st petersburg 
I can't remember. One one of the guys I met was from Moscow. One was from St. Petersburg. I can't remember which it was. I was like, how did you like living there? And he's like, I love it. Like, it is the most incredible city. It's so beautiful. Like, people wow. are amazing. It's the best. And I was like, oh, do you think you'll ever move back there? And he looked so sad. He was oh. like, no, I don't yeah. think it's going to be possible for me to ever move back. <laughs> At least oh. not under Putin, but yeah. hopefully so I was like, well, I hope that that's, that changes for you someday. Like, mm-hmm. cause I mean, even said like visiting even right now, isn't really an option. Like, and yeah. he's like, I mean, it's my home. Like it'll always be my home and I can't mm-hmm. go back. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. This was such a sad tangent, but I just, <laughs> the KGB thing just reminded yeah. me. And, you know, yeah. A news podcast where I express my political well, opinions. Why not? <laughs> We can do whatever we want. This is yeah, our this platform. Is our, this is our platform. <laughs> so, like, I yeah. said that for ghosts, not KGB. <laughs> well, they go hand in hand. You know. I agree. <laughs> yeah. KGB. Kill a ghost boys. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it stands for. <laughs> exactly. That is spot on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Let's leave the KGB behind. So, yes, goodbye. Goodbye. Um, all right, where was I? Okay, so Robert is studying in India. Um, he becomes more and more practiced in astral projection. And in one of his experiences that he had, he was doing the method when you're sleeping, I guess, um, mm-hmm. to go on this projection. And he encountered, quote, a woman, an exotic beauty with a captivating voice calling to him from the cosmos. So oh, here, yeah. <laughs> we, so now I was summarizing up to this point, but now I'm just going to okay. read this okay. rest of this stretch. So for a single man still in his twenties, the promise of a kind of transcendent love interest held great appeal. With his Mm. ongoing training and projecting his soul out of his body, he was ready to go as deep into the astral sphere to find her as necessary. On June 1st, 1975, Robert told his roommate Neil he was not to be disturbed. He needed unbroken concentration to enter the astral planes and find the mysterious woman with whom he wanted to make contact. He went into his bedroom and locked the door. In his room, Robert stretched out on his back. He formed his hands into soft fists and meditated in order to loosen the bonds that usually hold soul and body tightly together. Experimenters in astral projection describe a sensation at once tranquil and disquieting of separating from the body with a deafening sound, a roar of wind in their ears. Um, Let's skip forward. Some have nausea, blah, 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 for Robert. His journey to find the irresistible female spirit had begun. Was it another experimenter whose soul beckoned him or someone not of this world? Which Mm. we sort of talked about that, I think, last week also, where somebody on Reddit was saying to always ask whoever you see there to Mm -hmm. identify themselves because they might be masking as something else. Mm -hmm. Um, So good question. But anyway... Neil, the roommate, had begun to worry, then fret, (laughs) and then panic. It had been three days since his roommate, Robert, had locked himself in his bedroom. Three days? (laughs) I know. Like, I would give 
my roommate 24 hours. <laughs> I would not Maybe. wait three days. Can you yeah. imagine if, if when we were in university, I came stomping into your room and was like, <laughs> I am not to be disturbed <laughs> under any circumstances. And then disappeared and like click. No. Lock my door and I disappeared for three days. You would have no. broken down. You would have broken in the window. You would have yeah. been like, bitch, wake up. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> for a second yeah exactly no some water before you die of dehydration mm -hmm. that would not have lasted that long but yeah three days so yeah he had strict instructions not to be disturbed and there hadn't been a peep since he went in finally neil busted down the door to robert to find robert dead on his (gasps) back (laughs) his thumbs between his index and middle finger like this. So he looked frozen as if the warmth of his soul had been torn from his body and he was now a cold shell, empty. He was smiling. No. <laughs> that detail, I don't like. Ugh. No. <laughs> That's yeah. So. What happened to him? And he can't tell us. Exactly. So, yeah. We'll continue. So the police came. They were baffled. Um, he was, Robert had been in peak health at this time. Yeah. He had no pre-existing conditions. And when they did an autopsy, there was no, quote, good anatomic cause of death. We simply could not it. find a reason why he died. An autopsy. What the hell? Yeah. So the experts were getting desperate. So Dr. Paul Geekus dug into research Geekus. on mystics. <laughs> yeah, Geekus. He consulted Indian scientists whom he reported, tell me that this form of meditation can be very dangerous if the person does not know what he is doing. However, Robert studied with right. these people. So I don't know if that's what it was either. So what form of meditation? Like right, to like, rip your soul out of your own body? Like what? Yeah, I mean... Pretty much. So Geekus and others theorized that Robert had died while in a deep self-induced trance that slowed his heart to a point where his brain received too little blood. Oh, shit. But then this other person, uh, Asika, they call her, a local astrologer and friend of Robert thought of it differently. Quote, there's really no explanation except that he decided not to return to his body. That's what I was thinking. That if yeah. she said this woman of the cosmos was like, mm-hmm. be with me, Come but with you me. have to leave your body mm-hmm. behind. Yes. So psychic suicide, they call it. What? Um, yeah. Which could be another subject even if we felt like digging into something yeah. that's probably pretty hard to talk about but um yeah psychic suicide even to believers in the paranormal seemed far-fetched for a young man with robert's zest for life but if he had been prevented from returning the thought was too horrifying everyone groped for an answer for the first time in the history of the united states the newspapers carried headlines announcing that astral projection had taken a human life so dramatic Bold but, <laughs> yeah, so that article continues for a long time. It's a very long article. Um, but basically, it just, after this incident, it really shook 
this community of people who were of course into astral projection. Yeah. yeah if you're you're like oh this is this like amazing thing I can do that allows me to travel to different places and blah 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 and then to find out like it also could kill you right exactly but- yeah and I think the biggest thing what the fear was is there something up there now preventing people from going back and could that be like a monster could it be people who have been researching this like what you were talking about last week with maybe the people that defend (laughs) the pentagon and stuff from um the astral plane so i don't know but basically that's what the remainder of the article was about was people who had been in this community dealing with the aftermath so wow yeah but that was his story and we'll never know i guess what really happened with Um, him that's really sad yeah and yeah scary like is it a Mm -hmm. monster or right yeah like what do you encounter up there i don't know but yeah i mean it's one thing if you know, like, like you just referenced from last week, like, we'll, like, show your true form, like asking that, like, identify yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, it, it would be one thing for him to have made a conscious decision to stay there with her or it, mm-hmm. assuming it was honest about what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what if it like lured like a siren almost mm-hmm. like lured him in yeah under the pretense of being this beautiful woman mm-hmm. of the cosmos and then was like bait and switch and was like yeah. a scary monster also for how long was he dead in there i know i don't know they didn't say in the article 72 hours how long you can go without water it's not that long yeah it is not that long let's see how long? I think it's shorter than I would guess. Yeah. How long without water? Here, Binks purring. No. <laughs> so loud. It's about three days. Oh, it is three days. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what happened. Wow. Yeah. The smile is really eerie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because does that imply that he was happy <laughs> when he died? Like, that he, he did, reached that he her? Chose it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully that's what it is. The thing about that like, whole identify yourself thing is like, what's to prevent an entity from lying? Yeah. Like if it can ask itself, it could tell a mm-hmm. lie. Yeah, Maybe. that's for sure. <clears throat> I don't know. The rules are different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe so. There's so much we don't know, and this know. is another thing that we might never know with a hundred percent certainty. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm really interested in. I'm not going to use the S word, but I'll call it psychic death. Mm-hmm. I think there's like something really interesting about that because i'm less interested in choosing to end your life in that way and more interested in like like could psychic murder happen Mm. like if you voluntarily 
well, two things. One, is it possible for someone else to like hypnotize you and mm-hmm. remove your soul from your body to the point where your body's basically right. starved of your soul for mm-hmm. long enough to kill you? Mm-hmm. And or if you voluntarily remove your soul from your body to astral project, could something kill you? Right. Well, you're in the <laughs> well, you're in the astral plane. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah not like kill your body while you're out mm-hmm. of it, but like kill your soul. Your astral body, which apparently yeah. has mass. <laughs> so, I'm. Yeah. We need to do more. On this <laughs> I topic. agree. I'm not done. Yeah, I mean, this could be like a full fledged thesis. That we could literally right at this. You could literally do a podcast just all about this. Yeah, because <laughs> one thing keeps I'm leading to so another. Fascinated. I'm yeah. so fascinated. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, what the heck? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, hopefully by next time we'll have tried this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we want to in the astral realm. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I think the most important thing is going to be deciding on a location that we both know well and that yeah. feels super safe. Mm-hmm. Like not what somewhere where there be? will be other people. <laughs> yeah. Like I was thinking originally the Cookie Monster, our university mm-hmm. house, but mm-hmm. then I was like, well, people probably live there now. So I don't really want to show yeah. up there and then have there be fucking randos. Yeah, that's um, true. But maybe like Montana de Oro or like someplace mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, That'd be nice. Even like somewhere on, well, I guess campus would be occupied, but um, yeah, well, we can think about it. Yeah. Um, Also, I was thinking, did you have more to add, by the way? No. Okay. Um, I was thinking in terms of like future episodes too, that um, like how we did for Halloween, the like scary stories. Mm -hmm. I was thinking we could do a similar one for our like Christmas episode. Oh, spooky Christmas. Spooky Christmas. <laughs> like the Krampus. Christmas. <laughs> exactly. And they don't have to be like holiday themed, but there probably right. will be a ton of Halloween themed ones. Yes. Yeah. And they can be like they can be like no sleep too. Like they don't have mm-hmm. to be confirmed to be real. I just think yeah. like, that was such a fun episode because it's like yeah, it was. around the campfire telling scary stories. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Holidays, yeah. We should just celebrate them however we want to. <laughs> exactly. Um, my mom was joking that because she's not used to having a cat in the house anymore, yeah. <laughs> and she was saying that the first couple nights um, that he's been here, she would like be like go to the bathroom, whatever, with the door open, or would like walk by and see his little black shape moving and be like, "Scary <laughs> <laughs> little black demon!" <laughs> and I'd be like, "Oh, is it? oh, of course." Um, He's around. Attention. He's literally like <laughs> stretching his whole body out in front of me. So I can you see his ears. <laughs> yeah, I can see him. So look at my pajamas. They're covered yeah, in kitties. You're matching. <laughs> my so mom cute. For me. Oh, I love them. Oh my god. Um, okay, I'm sending you off to dinner because you're late. I'm sorry. That's, that's okay. Um but Thank you for accommodating my lateness today. And <laughs> thank you everyone for listening. We hope yes. you're as interested in this topic as we are because I think we're gonna be talking about it all. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are you gonna see your uncle soon in person? Because you can just um, force him 
to answer. I, I will. I'm going to uh, – maybe I'll message him. I'll put a note to myself to message him when this one airs and, and ask okay. him to listen so we can talk yeah. about it when I see him. Because okay. I'll definitely see him for Christmas, but I, I should see yeah. him before that. They usually will come over for, like, a pizza movie night So to okay. my mom. So hopefully he'll come over and then I can pick his brain. Okay. Um, he could be a – And also – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say he could actually be a co-host. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Good guess. Uh-huh. Well, also, if you don't mind sending me the article about that yeah. couple, Valentina and whatever the other guy's name was, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe I'll try and do some research about like the scientific approach, yeah. how they proved the mass piece, mm-hmm. um, and see if he has any thoughts. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that sounds good. I mean, he's not like an astrophysicist, but right. he's... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, He'll have thoughts. Yes, he'll have thoughts. Um, Okay, amazing. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Girls Gone Spooky and email us your spooky slash AP experience stories to Girls Gone Spooky at (laughs) gmail.com. And stay spooky. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.